Lay. Sir. Yeah. Yeah. Kane is in the building. Yeah. Alright, already the show goes on all night. Till the morning we dream so long. Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when you come up. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Always Pressing PGA DFS Podcast, previewing the 2023 RSM Classic, the final event of the fall swing. You have the hero coming up, but let's be real. This is it. Um, we'll recap briefly last week's action on the golf course. Another great kind of tearjerker of a moment the last few weeks we've seen on tour. And get you ready for this week's DFS action. You can find me on Twitter at BDNTrick, the podcast at AlwaysPressFS, and my co-host, as always, on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods. Jesse, how are we doing, my friend? It's on X. I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Doing well, <laughs> doing well. Um, did you catch any of Camila Viegas's big W this past week? I didn't. No, I didn't watch a bit I of it. Uh, I, 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 I didn't realize how, I guess, how high the 6 to 6 percentage was until you texted me. Because I was like, I was like on my way to 6 to 6, and of course... God forbid they finish around on Thursday or Friday before the next day. Um, just can't get that completed on the PGA Tour anymore. Uh, but you, you, it was like sixty percent or forty percent. I'm like forty no percent. Fucking way, man! I got yeah, six to six sucked. again, and it didn't, it didn't cash. So I, I had two care. lineups. I had two lineups. One sixty-six, six to six, did not cash. The other six of six, really, like a half a point would not have cashed. I min cashed. It was <laughs> the most tilting thing because I was like so pumped on the lineups, like midway through Friday, like these are fucking money. Yeah, this is good. Not paying attention to six to six because you know cut sweats isn't working ever since you know X started and everything, and he can't tweet out his tweets. And so I, was, I didn't always wait till the, the end of the day. And I saw that deal, and I I went like what the and then I sent it to you, and I'm like, what is going on right now? I thought I had something good. Apparently, everyone had something good, so it didn't yeah. matter. Because I think it was two of like the top 23 the chalkiest players didn't make the cut. 21 of the top 23 made the cut. That's how you get six to six pretty easy. That's how that works. Problem yep. is, is, like, I had guys that were less than 5% make the cut. So I, I was doing the good thing. And it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. It was a weird week, man. But, uh, but Jagus, I, 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 in hindsight, wish I would have paid a little bit more of attention to the previous week where he finished second or whatever he finished the week before. Yeah. So I've been a little bit more on him, but I was not. So it is what it is. Yeah, I mentioned last week, I said, uh, yeah, if you want to ride the hot streak and see if it continues, you got Camille. I didn't in my two lineups. Uh, yeah. I, I've We've seen him so many times not put it together back-to-back weeks, but he did this time. We'll see how many people roster at the RSM this week. Uh, they had uh, on Monday, yesterday, or Tuesday this week, um, they had the pro-am that's dedicated to his daughter that passed away of cancer at the RSM. So they had that going on. So... After that, and he's got his daughter's pro am. Like, there's a lot going on in that boy's head. So I don't even know where he's at come the golf tournament this week. Let's put it that way. But yeah, I'm with um, you. Good to see him got it, get it done. And it's just pretty much who you'd expect since 40% got six six is who we all liked all got through this week. So if you got nothing else to say, um, I don't. Are you ready for the? Are you ready for the Tiger the TGL or whatever we got coming up? That looks pretty fun. Never seen a team concept before. <laughs> I'm 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 baffled by this whole thing, and I I mean I'll probably watch it just to see what it's like, but I didn't expect it to be this kind of thing. I thought it was going to be a little bit different, yeah. so we'll see. I guess. 
I thought it'd be like a weekly, like we mix things up and do different things, but now it's like a team format, like almost yeah. exactly sounds like something we kind of don't like thing that's going on right now. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm with you. Like, I, it makes me think, do I want to watch a bad third football game or do I want to watch TGL? That's what it's going to kind of come down to. Like yeah. that's where, is there a new Netflix stream out? Then we'll probably watch that instead. But um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. And uh, I mean, definitely when Tiger's on it, but, but Tiger's not going to be on it every week. So no. That's why I thought. I thought there'd be a bunch of guys all the time, you know, having fun. You know, maybe this week we play pig. Maybe there's like just different things like that. I don't know. Something. Yeah. This is totally not what I expected. Right. <laughs> it's pretty. And like, yeah. So and you know, after we get the recording today, Netflix's thing with the F1 racers is on, and you got all that goofy crap. So who knows what's going on? It's that time of the golf season. Let's put it that way. Um, let's preview the final event of the year, the RSM Classic. It's uh, at you know San Simeon Island outside of Georgia. There, uh, you got the the seaside and plantation courses. So, what do you got on past event history, which we should have a pretty amount of actually? Yeah, it's been here for a while, I believe, uh, running the same two courses, which you will talk about. But uh, last year, Adam Svensson, uh, nineteen under two shots over Harmon, Taryn, and Thigala. 2021 was Taylor Gooch, 22 under, three shots over Mackenzie Hughes. Robert Streb won his second uh, time in 2020. 19 under, playoff over Kisner. Tyler Duncan, T-Dunks, uh, 2019 champion, 19 under in a playoff over Webb. Charles Howe third, RIP, 2018 champion. 19 under in a playoff over Patrick Rogers, your boy. There's a lot of your boys yes, here. So. I mean, this is a my boys type course for sure. Yeah. Uh, Austin Cook, 2017 champion, 21 under, uh, four shots over JJ Spawn. 2016 champions, Mackenzie Hughes, 17 under playoff over, doesn't matter, Billy Horschel, Norlander, and Vajegas. I mean, there's like a lot of names mm-hmm. in this finishing position winners area, minus Gooch and Hal, who are back in around this, this, this year and playing good. So it should be interesting. Yeah. Should be very interesting. Uh, it's it would have actually. I was reading uh, eleven of the top fifty in the world are at this tournament for the first time all fall. A massive sure. change than the last two it weeks. Is. Big time. Brian Harmon is the only one in the top ten, but again, you still have eleven of the top fifty, which is outstanding. And you know, if you're keeping track of the fall rules, it means those guys can't change their FedEx Cup rankings, but the rest can. Because if you finish in the top one twenty five in the FedEx, you're guaranteed in the next year. I guess if you're top like sixty or something. You're guaranteed to all the special events, tournaments, and all that stuff. Uh, but if you're outside the top 50, you're the only people that can gain points during the fall swing. Really bizarre thing, but that's where we live right now. Um, so let's get into the courses here, though. I did mention it's two golf courses. You have the – they're both on St. Simon's Island. I call it San Simeon. St. Simon's Island in Georgia. Uh, you have the Seaside course, and you have the Plantation course. It's at Sea Island Resort. They're going to play one Thursday, one Friday, obviously. And then on the weekend, the ones that make the cut both play the seaside course, the plantation course. Easiest of the two courses. It's tree land. You're out of the wind for the most part. You still have some. It's a par 72, a little less than 7,100 yards. Um, you know, typical layout. You have the four par fives, which is much different than the seaside course. So you have to take advantage of those. They're very, very gettable. You got your, your normal par fours, your 12 par fours, your four par threes. Uh, water comes into play on uh, 11 of the holes or 10 of the holes. Sorry, a little bit of rough, but mainly tree line on um, the plantation course. Grip, rip it, stay out of the water. You should be able to score there. You got to score on the par fives. 
Now the seaside course, which will actually have shot track tracer four, which we have not had in forever shot tracker. I mean, so that's great. But this course, um, the wind is the biggest enemy, obviously wind changes day to day. So keep track of that as you go, but this is a different course. It's a par 70, just about 7,000 yards. Very, very short course water and play on 13 of the holes. Bermuda's both these courses. Um, but on the seaside course, it's it's a it's a basically approach fest, a wedge fest. You, most of your shots are one to one seventy fives. Drive it accurately, and you'll give yourself tons of shots at birdies. That's what this course is all about. But only two par fives. Ten of the twelve par fours are below four fifty. They're all in that four to four fifty bucket. And that's why the most approach shots you see are one to one seventy five, just because certain ones you have to lay up, certain ones you don't. But that's your primary game. Very accurate off the tee. And bombers can do very well here. If you stay out of the water, especially on seaside, because there's not that many trees, you can bombs away and, and get away with things at the seaside course. We've seen that time and time again. So that's an advantage of well. But if you're accurately straight, like Lucas Eber has been lately, this is a deadly place for him. So we'll see how that plays out. But for the most part, birdie fest, stay out of the water, stay in the fairways, approach game, get, get hot with the putter, have some fun. What do you like this week? Yeah, uh, a lot of recency bias here with the recent stats because most of these guys um, have played through throughout the uh, the fall, so I kind of wait the the more recent stats more so than the long term stats. But uh, you know, approach is going to matter um, more so accuracy off the tee than distance, birdie or better, and par five scoring, and then plenty of course history to wait as well. Yep, um, your course history. I do like the the point you made though is. If I have to have a tiebreaker, I want the recent form over the course history for the most part. Because you mentioned there's a like you mentioned all cooks one where he's coming in in great form. There's like a handful of dudes that are coming in an awesome form right. that should be able to play very well here. And so we'll see how that plays out. And I think I'm going to redo my model after this because even hearing me talk and hearing you say it, I need to add more um, to driving distance. I don't have a lot of I have more accuracy than distance in my model. I want to tweak that a little bit. But we'll go with this for now and let's do some DK scoring. Weirdly enough, it's 156 golfers, as I said, or get cut down to the normal T65 and ties. There's only three golfers over 10K this week, and it's our most loaded field, which kind of surprised me. We've had a lot of fives lately, and you're like, what is that guy even doing in the 10K range? But this, we got Luke Aubert at 10-9, Cam Young at 10-6, Brian Harmon at 10-3. Brian Harmon has won a major this season, um, and he's 10-3. So what, and he's from, you'll hear the Sea Island Mafia a lot, all the Georgia boys, just remember that. Um but what do you got in this 10K range? Yeah, I mean, Obeyer here, um, 10th, 13th, 2nd in his last three starts on the PGA Tour this fall. Pretty solid. Uh, and then Brian Harmon, you know, I, finished 2nd here last year, coming off a really, obviously, good finish to the year for him, won the Open Championship, and then finished 5th at the BMW, um, and then ended up playing. And he played the Ryder Cup, didn't he? Yes, he did. He's one that? of the big dogs. Yeah. Him, him and Max Homa. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, Brian Harmon's obviously hot. I mean, you know, if if I'm choosing between the two up here, I'll probably go Harmon just because of the course history. Uh, but, yeah, those would be the two. I mean, Cam Young, I, you can play him. I, I wouldn't talk you out of it if that's who you want to play. But those are the two out of the three that I would focus on with the emphasis on Harmon. Yeah, we're pretty much on the same page. I think I might – I think I want Lucas – uh, a bear more just because he's been playing every week and obviously Harmon's play playing at home and doing other things. I'm not going to say he's not, but competitive golf is competitive golf and Harmon hasn't really teed it up since the Ryder cup where O'Bear has been playing nonstop because he's trying to get into that one, um, you know, that, that cause if you get in the top 60, you're eligible for the masters next year. 
and he's like at 62 right now. So he's been fighting all the way to get up to that. It'd be crazy to think Lucas O'Bear is not going to be in the Masters next year. Let's just put it that way. But that finish, it's, he's young, so it makes sense. But at the same time, Ryder Cup, but can't be the Masters. It's interesting dynamics there. Yeah. But um, I like both of them. I like them, both Harmon and uh, O'Bear. I think I lean O'Bear a little more, even though Harmon's the dude that, no, like, it, it's so silly to say if I knew Harmon was playing like one or two tournaments, I'd be all, but I'm not. So maybe that's just foolish on my part. But I do like that kind of um, recency bias we talked about. And Cam Young, I'll pass on. So we both passed on Cam Young. So fun with your 2023 Arsenal champion, Cam Young, everybody. <laughs> um, we were going to go Harmon and O'Bear. 9K range, you got Corey Connors at 99, Henley at 97, Norn at 94, Post in 93, Suh 92, C. Luz up to 91, Eric Cole at 9,000. And I guess I should have mentioned, I believe one of, no, nah, they're both remodeled. Never mind. I'll take it. I was going to say one was Pete Dive, but it got remodeled. So. What do you got in the 9K range? Uh, yeah, uh, Corey Connors at the top there, 9,900. Four of four made cuts here. He didn't play uh, last year, but 2021 finished 22nd. 2020 finished 10th, so uh, solid there. And he hasn't missed a cut since the U.S. Open back in June. He hasn't played that many events, yeah. but has a couple, uh, three top 10 sprinkled in there. Norin, 9,400. He missed a cut here. In 21, uh, but uh, before that, had two straight top 20s and is coming off a second-place finish last week. Finished third at the Shriners a few weeks ago, playing really solid golf. JT Poston, course history is weird. 21st, miscut, miscut, 14th, miscut, miscut, miscut. So take that for what it's worth, but coming in, he's playing really solid golf. Third, 22nd, 24th, 7th, 2nd in his last uh, five events there. Um, and then probably my favorite play is, is Eric Cole. Uh, I already bet him to win, um, spoiler alert. This is a place where a lot of first-time guys do end up breaking through. If you look at, like, Svensson last year, obviously. Taylor Gooch, Tyler Duncan, he's never won again. Austin Cook, don't think he's ever won again. Mackenzie Hughes, I don't know if he's won anything else in his life. But uh, I feel like this is a place where uh, Cole could uh, potentially break through. 39th in his only start here last year, and then two straight – um, top threes for him. And if you include, if you go back to the fortnight, you know, fourth, 35th, third, and second in ascending order there from the fortnight on, that's really, really good golf by Eric Coles. I mean, I think it'll be chalky, but at seven, at 9,000, I think that's probably too low of a price for somebody coming in in that good a form in this field. Question I have for you on Eric Cole. He said mm-hmm. today, He's liking the new PXG driver because it's more forgiving and he can still get increased swing speed with it. And he's probably going to put it in his bag this week. Does that do anything for you? <laughs> I mean, you know, it could be great. could be awful. It's just, it, it's golf. <laughs> I mean, he, he, yeah. he might hit it on Thursday and not like it and put something else in his bag on Friday. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I wouldn't really make a, he's a PXG guy anyways, right? Yeah, he's just trying to do that's why I was surprised by seeing the quote. I'm like, he's already team PXG, so it's the new model. It's like Rory's putting the new tailor made in his bag. No one's making a big deal yeah, about it. Everybody's getting the, yeah, they're yeah, all getting, getting the same time of year. All the new, new models are coming out. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I, I wouldn't put too much stock in that myself. Yeah, cool. I want to throw it out there. Uh, for me in this range, uh, Connors is always interesting. I just don't know if I want to pay close to 10K for a guy that does not close very well. Rowan Henley is my tough one. Hasn't played in the fall swing, but he's first in my model because he's an approach wizard. Like he's ninth in the field in approach. He's eighth in burger or better. He's eighth in fairways gain. He's first in fours, four to four fifty. He's tenth from one to one twenty five. His approach, like I said, his approach game is great. His fairways are great. His par fours are great. I like Henley a lot at ninety seven hundred bucks. Just 
not ideal when I talk about like recent form more so because Hanley doesn't have much recent form at all. That's the bad part there. Uh, other guys, JT Post, and I love him for my model. He's playing really well this fall swing, as you mentioned. Um, and he's also, I believe, he went to Georgia Tech, if I am not mistaken. So he does, he can, he technically counts a Georgia boy. So uh, I like JT Poston a, a bit here. Eric Cole does rate out great. So I have nothing bad to say about Eric Cole. Um, Norin's the interesting one for me because once again, he only ranks 35th in my model. But this dude has been playing a ton of late, second last week, 48th of the Zozo, third at the Shriners, 43rd of the Sanders. So he's, he's played for events, four cuts. Obviously, Zozo didn't have a cut, but he's made four. And um, kind of here, miscut in 2022, but then 18th and 21 and 10th in 2020. So Norn could maybe be your lower-owned guy here. I haven't looked at ownership yet, but he'd be a guy I, I definitely keep an eye on. But uh, my primary focus is our Henley, Poston, and Cole with a little glance at Alexander Norn. 8K range, you got Cooch. He's a Georgia boy, 8900 bucks. Jaeger at 88. McCarthy, 87. He's Georgia, too, Svensson, 86. Brendan Todd is Georgia Tech. He's 85. Billy Ho at 84. Loves this place. Luke List at 83. Mitchell is a Georgia boy at 82. Bucky at 81. Spawn and Smalley at 8,000. This is a really good 8K range. So what do you like here? Yeah, plenty to like in this in this area. Kucher, um, start with him. I, I, he's probably played a billion rounds at this, you know, at this place. I mean, I, I've got back to 2015. He's played every year except for 2018. Um, he missed the cut here last year, 37th, 37th to two years before that miscut, 29th, miscut, 25th. Just kind of strange. But coming off a second place finish at the WWE championship, um, where he uh finished second. And and, and so like I'm like really want to play him, but the course history is not tremendous. He should have won that that tournament, but kind of faltered coming down the stretch. Uh Jaeger, eighty eight hundred. Two of four made cuts here, so that's not tremendous. Um, I don't really know if I really want to pay eight eight hundred bucks for him, but the model seems to like him. Billy Horschel at eighty four hundred, the model does not like, but for some reason, I'm just going to love. Um, seems mispriced, doesn't it? It just doesn't seem right. It's uh, it's either trap yeah. or he's super chalk and he smashes. Um, I don't think there's any in between. He has played here plenty. He finished second here in twenty sixteen. Missed, missed the cut his last time out in 2019. Uh, but, you know, so it just weird. He'd been playing the European Tour, making the cut over there, finishing back-to-back top 20s, 14th his last time out, the Alfred Dunhill. Luke List, 8,300. He made the cut last week. Um, didn't really do much on the weekend, uh, but has played here plenty. Miscut 10th, miscut 53rd, 4th, 10th, or 13th. So nobody will play him. And then last but not least, J.J. Spawn. Um, he's been around here a bunch, finished second. I think I mentioned it in 2017. Back-to-back top 20s for him at this event the last two years, and he has not missed a cut since the Travelers back in June. I've been playing plenty this fall. Not necessarily like what you really love to see kind of finishes, um, but I think good enough here to to roster a spot at 8,000, especially in this field. Yeah, the way I look at this this area, like Kucher, I agree with what you said. Does he have enough to win? I don't know. He's like you said, she almost won a few weeks ago. I think it's a great cash game play. He should be the WWE world champion. Yeah, he should be. He should be the world heavyweight champion of the world um, and, and doesn't tip his uh, his manager in his corner. That's who, <laughs> that's who Matt Kucher should be. But uh, at 89, I think he's definitely in play. If you want to play him in tournaments, that's fine because he does have that appeal and upside. But cash, I like him a lot. Denny McCarthy at 87. Only 43rd in my model, but he's second in the par fours we're looking at here. And um, when you look at recent performances with good old me, 
Uh, he has not played this fall, like at least nothing that registers on my books, but I mean, four or five cuts here, 46, 10th missed cut, 8th, 46th. So Denny is an interesting one that might get kind of overplayed here because like people like Spenson come off the dub. I think Brendan Todd's great. If you're talking about hitting fairways in approach game, at Brendan Todd in a nutshell, folks, like he finished, um, Brendan Todd finished 20th last week, and that was kind of with a iffy weekend. He actually played pretty well going into the week, didn't really do much over the weekend. He's missed back-to-back cuts here with a 37th, 4th, 54th. I think Todd at 85 is very interesting if you're looking for that type of player. So he's in play. I, love, I agree with you on Horschel. He's 68th in my model. He, he rates out horribly here. But it's just one of those things like, what are we doing at 8400 bucks? I guess this don't seem right with Billy Ho. I, I love Luke Lewis. I played him pretty much every week right now. He's $8,300. Finished 20th last week, 45th, 18th, one at the Sanderson's, 20th the fourth night. So four out of five events, he's been 25th or better. That's pretty solid for an 8K golfer. And you mentioned miscut 10th, miscut 3rd or 4th. So that scream is GPP to me, if anything. So I like, I like Luke List in this event. Keith Mitchell, he's limping into this this area, but I, in tournaments, I do find something very interesting there. I agree with you on Spawn. Uh, he's 11th in my model. And then I want to mention Alex Smalley at 48th in my model. I, like I said, I like this range. I didn't want to mention everybody, but I did. Uh, he finished fifth year last year. Did miss the cut in 22, but he's coming in with a 30th, a 61st, and a 16th of his last three events. He's another guy, like, because if you look at this range, um, I do actually have, I pulled up the the projected ownerships here. Uh, Smalley and Spawn are both around 10%. Horschel and Todd are around 10 or 11. Svensson's chalk. McCarthy's 10%. So, you know, your Cooch, your Mitchell, your List, that's kind of your leverage plays in this range. And that's one way to look at it. But I, I 10% doesn't bother me in fields these days. That's low actually so play who you like here and i think smalley can be a fun i think smalley comes in lower than that personally but that's just me 75 to 79 you got hadley kirk kirk just got an award today thompson english viegas is up to 77 after the dub Dietrich pendrith is far too cheap at 76 champ montgomery kh lee matthias schmidt coming off a big week adam long's playing great and ben griffin so what do you like here yeah there's plenty more to like down here chesson hadley at 7900 um, back-to-back missed cuts for him at this event after back-to-back made cuts. So not really in love with the, 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 the course history, but two straight tops, two, two straight seventh place finishes for him on tour. Um, Duke can just get hot uh, all of a sudden out of nowhere and like win. And then you won't hear from him again for five years. Uh, Davis Thompson, the course history is not good. Three straight missed cuts here. Uh, but playing well coming in with a uh, coming off a 15th place finish at the WWE Championship. I mean, I think Vajegas at 7,000, just given the form coming in, I mean, second and first uh, in his last two starts. Um, course history is weird. Miscut, miscut sixth, miscut, miscut, or miscut, then second, miscut 54th. Not, I mean, it's just weird, but playing Vajegas, I, I don't know that many people will hop on that bandwagon. So, um, a lot of people will hop on the Taylor Pendrith bandwagon. He was high owned last week. He will be high owned again, especially at this price this week. Two of two made cuts here, 15th and 26th in his last two starts at this event. Coming off uh, eighth place finish last week, 15th at the WWE. And then Shriners was third. Um, and last but not least for me here, uh, Adam Long, man. Um, so dude hits 100% of the fairways at the uh, down in Mexico at the WWE and then 75% of the fairways last week. Yep. Uh, and he, I think right he now, now owns the longest streak consecutive on PJ Tour yeah. history. 
Um, and even last week, he hit 80% of the greens. Uh, so playing really well, 13th and 23rd in his last two starts. Uh, and, of course, history is three out of five made cuts. He does have a 16th place finish here in 21. Did miss the cut last year. But, uh, um, you know, just one of those things where I, I, I really like Adam Long this week, especially at that price, 7500 bucks, man. Yep, I'm with you. I have a lot of Adam Long this week. I like the Chesson Hadley call coming in. Uh, bad tournament history, great current form. As you mentioned, 15th in my model. I'm on board of that. David Thompson's interesting, second in my model. He's eighth in the par fours. He's actually sixth in par five scoring over the last 24 rounds in this field. But, man, the form three straight cuts is not good, Bob. And then um, you mentioned where is the other piece of the puzzle there. Uh, 15th at the WWE, 30th, 16th, 30th. So he's coming in in good form, horrible course history. Something's got to give. He could be a nice GPP play if you want to go that direction. Uh, Harris English, if you're just going with the, the local narrative, and there's already been people putting videos out there about how well he's swinging it. Um, you got English, do, 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 29th miscut, 6th miscut, 46th over his last five turns here, but has not played this uh, fall swing. I like Endreth a lot. Like you say, he's going to be chalkier than hell. Like Just look, let me see what he's got going here chalk-wise. Uh, Pendrith is going to be he's protected 15%, which is pretty chalky at 7600 bucks. But I don't mind him. Taylor Montgomery at 76 is another one I like. Matthias Schmidt at 75 coming in well. Uh, ben, or Adam Long is probably one of my favorites. I'm 100% with you there. I love it. I was only rated 52nd in this field. So that is great. And then Ben Griffin, he's 63rd in this field uh, for me, 7500 bucks. And when you look at Ben Griffin here, finished 29th here last year, first time he's played since 2019 where he missed a cut. And current form, 30th, 23rd, 64th, missed cut second. So he's making cuts. He's playing decent. Uh, he could be a nice pivot as well, but it's uh, like Pendrith and Long would be my top two for sure. Pendrith me damn chalky, so keep that in mind. 7K to 74, who do you like in this big group? Yeah, um, Carl Yawn at uh, $7,400, finished 39th here last year, coming off a fourth-place finish. I mean, GPP only, and I would only do like large-field GPPs for him because uh, he could either you know finish DFL or top five. Uh, Kellum Terran at 7,300 finished second here last year. Did miss the cut his last time out in Mexico, uh, but was playing pretty solid before that. Webb Simpson, man, at 7,200 bucks. I, I mean, I don't know what to do about him. Um, the course history is pretty, a pretty good. Miscut last year, but eighth, 37th, second, third. So basically, you're just playing him because of course history, because like we know Webb Simpson is not playing. Has not played the best over the last couple years. Um, Lanto at uh, seventy one hundred finished fortieth here last year. Missed two cuts or in twenty twenty one missed two cuts in a row before that. Uh, but uh, has made four cuts on tour, and I think uh, it, for the price tag is worth a, a shot. There is just a cut maker, and then Neesmith, um, three or four made cuts at this event, but he did miss the cut last year, and uh, is coming off a fifteenth place finish his last time out. The Zozo has been. Playing pretty solid golf this fall swing, so seven thousand um, dollars. I do like him. Yep, don't mind either of those guys. That whole chunk you had there, but uh, for me, like I like the Calentarium call. I'm with you on that one. It's playing really good, and that miscut was a chalky miscut in Mexico. But Tardy at seventy three is uh, a guy that interests me. Miscut in a sixty thirty here, but if we're talking current form. With Nick Hardy, 45th, 23rd, 51st, 55th, 35th. Not elite finishes, but that's five straight make cuts. Phil's keeping track at home at $7,300. I don't mind that. 
Kinsey Hughes down here. Brandon Wu, not bad. Vince Whaley has been playing pretty well at 7200 bucks. his recent performances. I do like eighth place last week. He's all five cuts on the fall swing, 25th or better, or 28th or better in four out of five. So Vincent Whaley is a dude to look at. And then um, a couple other ones for you down here. Sam Ryder at 7200 bucks. He rates sixth in my model, first in approach, third in the par four scorings. Uh, we go Tammy Ryder, 10th place at the WWE. He's made all five cuts this uh, fall swing. So I like that with Sam Ryder. I'm trying to find his tournament history. He's probably he's missed every cut here, though. So keep that in mind. That is not good right there. <laughs> Sam Ryder. Um, we talked about last week, Jesse. This is interesting. Ryan Palmer, 93rd in my model. He said, you know, he finished fifth at the WWE. Maybe he's fine. He finished eighth last week. So that's back to big finishes for Ryan Palmer. And he comes in here with uh, has not played this place. I had back to 2019. He has not played here. So he's fine in it that's very intriguing at 7200 bucks with ryan palmer win player ryan Moore at 71 yeah very good win player ryan moore and nate lashley both at 71 lashley's coming into really good form. so is ryan moore they're both playing well and there's a couple as you mentioned Neesmith smith merits playing well you got a couple cheapies down here but i think that palmer can be very interesting at 72 6k range we actually have some decent options because the field is decent so what do you like here uh kelly craft at 6700 um, hell yes <laughs> the problem is is the the three straight miscuts at this event but the form coming in is is pretty good um you tell me if if it's t-dunks when you usually are the t-dunk I'll whisperer on, I'll, be, I'll be on t-dunks yes this All is right. a place so, i think t-dunks, so i'll be there I'll, I'll endorse um some you'll know has made three out of four cuts when he's played this event his he played last year finished 15th Coming off a made cut in Bermuda, um, back-to-back missed cuts before that, though. So uh, it is what it is down here in the 6,000 range. And then Paul Haley, the second, not the first. You don't want to play him. You want to play the second. Um, 29th here last year, uh, missed cut to Bermuda, made the cut at the Worldwide Championship, uh, and then four straight missed cuts. I mean, it's like it's terrible, but just from the course history perspective of finishing 29th here last year. That's the only reason I would click him at six thousand dollars. Really, won't go below seven thousand. But we do it every week. We talk about the six thousand guys. We have to, and you can, you can if you need to. And my first me, Will Gordon at sixty nine, finished fifteenth here last year, miscut in twenty one ten in twenty twenty, and he's coming in with a fifteenth at twenty first in his last two events on tour. So Will Gordon at sixty nine, at Carson Young at sixty nine, came back and played really well last week. He's always tournament only. Justin Lauer should be super popular at 69 as he's coming in in phenomenal form, 20th, 23rd, 41st in the last two uh, two tournaments. He's missed back-to-back cuts here, though, so keep that in mind with Justin Lauer. Kazire is interesting, especially if it's windy. I'm going to throw him out there. Uh, Kramer Hickok coming in in great form at 6800 bucks. Uh, he's another guy 13th and 15th the last two weeks for Kramer Hickok. And uh, missed cut, he 50 missed cut here, so... Course history, not great, but current form, really good. I love Austin Cook at 67, T-Dunks at 67, and Kraft at 67. Like, if I had to pick guys, it would be with those three dudes down here. That would be where I'd stop. But, you know, Kadira, Blair at 66 if you have to. But I, I don't want to go – I'll go down here. I don't mind some of these guys on 6K, but um, it, it's, it's actually pretty nice for once. I'll say that much. Recap of things, Jesse. 10K, who you got? Uh, Brian Harmon. I'll go Ludwig. Uh, it's a good good place to be. Uh, 9K range. Eric Cole. 
Yes, that is his boy. Uh, give me JT Poston, just because Henley, he hasn't played for a while. He's got me nervous, but he rates out very well. Give me Poston. Eight cage. Uh, Billy Horschel still has me blocked on Twitter, but that's okay. That's fine. As long as he wins for you, it doesn't matter. That's right. Uh, I'll go I'll go Luke List, E3. Uh, 75 to 79. I'm going to say Adam Long. Yeah, that's a great one. I like that a lot. I'll say Perth. He's going to be super chalky, but he's too cheap for this spot, and I love the long call. 7K to 74. Uh, Kelly Craft or Neesmith, sorry. Almost, I was skipping almost ahead. Craft. Almost Kelly Craft. <laughs> uh, you went Neesmith. I will go – who are some of the guys I really had served here? I'll go Ryan Palmer. Let's roll some dice here. Let's go Ryan Palmer. Just no, just beware for the trunk slam. Uh, 6K range. Uh, I got craft. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll go Austin Cook, but uh, there's a, there's actually some decent options there. If you're building a cash lineup this week, where are you heading? I'm not um, doing that, but uh, I would say Cole Horschel Long. I go Kucher, Hod, and JJ Spawn. Go with those three. Uh, but if you're doing tournaments, though, how are you starting that out? Um. Yeah, I would go like probably Norin, Connors, okay. and then um, dip down and get uh, Adam Long. I like the Norin call a lot. I think that's a um, overlooked play in this range. So I'll join you in the Norin. I'll go Norin, Luke List, and um, Ryan Palmer because one's Norin and Palmer. I don't think so. Norin, List, and Palmer for me in that range. With all that being said, though, I know you got your sheet ready. Who you got to win this thing? Yeah, I already made some bets too, but I've got because uh, I I went to go make a bet or to look at him earlier, and I clicked on fucking Eric Cole, and he went from thirty to twenty eight. Uh-huh. So got him on the list. Yeah, I mean that's absolute horse shit. Um, but <laughs> Billy Ho at forty, I believe. Yeah, I got him at forty right now. Jesus, existing. Um, I mean, it just seems too high. Harris English at 50 seems too high as well. Um, yeah. So just pretty much value betting there, if you will. Uh, Kucher at 40 as well. I already said Eric Cole. Chesson Hadley, top five at 14 to one. Um, oh, and the winner at 75 to one. Taylor Pentreth, top 10 at four to one. And then winner at 40 to one. And last but not least, Alex Norton at 35 to one. I like the Alex Donald on that. 35 is pretty sweet on that one. Uh, some other fun ones here. Kelly Craft top 10 is f- like 14 to 1. Uh, another horse is looking for pricing here related to DK, and it ain't here. Your boy Teets is in the tournament, dude. Teeters here. Yeah. Um, I didn't know I'm not that, so excited. But... <laughs> <laughs> not heard much about him. Recently, he I know he he played well in his last time out at the Corn Ferry at, at uh, Victoria National, but I have not. That was a couple months ago, or a month and a half ago, or two months ago. I don't know. And T Dunks is eleven to one top ten. So those are a couple I think you could have some fun with. But I like the uh, the value betting that you mentioned: uh, Norton at thirty five, Pendrith at forty, Horschel at forty, uh, English at fifty. I'd even say Luke List at sixty has a little bit of legs to it. For a guy to one before, even on this false swing, has one before, so that uh, seems a little interesting as well. So hopefully, it's, the cream's been rising to the, the top lately. Except for I guess, I guess EVR wasn't in via the last two weeks, but most of the false swing, 
let's hope for a little bloodbath here. I want to see some young guys freaking make some noise and these big shows put them up, put them to the side for a minute, but we'll see. Any final thoughts as uh, we're pretty much wrapping up another season of Always Pressing with the hero coming up and then a little breather until Hawaii? Yeah, I don't. Um, it's uh, it'll be a nice little break, and then we'll get excited for January for the, for golf to come back and then get real excited because the Masters will only be a few months away. So yep. um, enjoy your time off, everybody, from yes. DJing. DJing golf. You know, we have plenty of other things we can DJing, but oh, yeah. uh, – Take, take your breathing from that. Very good point. Thank you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we'll find a way. I have very good confidence in us on this one. Bowl season, baby. But uh, we'll be back with you guys in uh, January for Hawaii and California and Arizona and back to California. Then we go to Florida, the whole thing. You guys know golf. So you can find out Jesse on Twitter at DFS Golf Gods, the podcast at Always Press DFS. I'm at Media Trick, and this is your 2023 RSM Classic Preview. Catch you on the Anybody ever wonder when they would see the sun? Just remember when you come up.